What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother, and I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. If you hear some like extra noises in the background, it's because I'm washing clothes and um, my dishwasher is going. So I'm being a lovely um, <laughs> housewife for the day, house girlfriend, no wife yet, whatever. But of course, before we get into the episode, make sure. If you want to dive into your erotic needs, fulfillment, desires, book a session with moi at www.fairyintimate.com, F-A-I-R-Y-I-N-T-I-M-A-T-E.com. All you got to do is book a session with me. We can talk about whatever you want. We can discuss whatever you like. Yeah. anyways as you can see by the title there's a lot of benefits to therapy and i think that people um they only know like the few things about therapy but honestly therapy entails a lot and i don't know why i never did an episode like this before because like i'm in school for marriage and family therapy and my podcast is not meant to just promote sexual experiences um between with myself or for people to try or get an understanding of my podcast also like highlights mental health stability um just a healthy happy relationship with yourself and then in return that can create a healthy happy relationship with someone else or some other people but anyways against the episode there are thousands of benefits for therapy but let me like go ahead and put this disclaimer out there Therapy is not meant. Therapy is not meant for you to go and get advice from somebody else. Get advice from someone who you pay to discuss your life with. It's not like that. What therapy technically is, it's a way for a person, a client or clients to have a free open space to exert any feelings, emotions that they are having and they feel like either A, it's not coming off the way they expect to their um, culture, whether it's their family, friends, work, whatever, or they just feel like if they talk about these things at all or too much, it causes a disruption between or some type of weird frequency between the people around them. So a therapist's job in hindsight is to have a safe space for client or clients to come in and say whatever the fuck it is on their mind. And therapists, especially when it comes to like code of ethics and stuff like that, our first code Literally, I'm going to say hours because <laughs> your girl officially is one is I'm on my last year of my master's and all I have to do is my internship and my practicum and then apply for my license. Like who one more year and then I'll be officially a marriage family therapist and then I'm trying to decide if I'm going to get my PhD or not. That's another conversation for another day. Anyways, a therapist is to, our job is to make a safe space for the client to be able to say whatever the fuck they want to say, however they feel whatever they are feeling and they're heard and understood a lot of us are very much so heard but we're not understood i can sit here and tell you all the traumatic things that i've been through in life and then you'll come back and be like so why do you act like the person that you act like now well i mean i was raped 
by my uncle and my father, my grandfather, and then my mother abandoned me. And there were people who didn't give a fuck about me growing up. Or there was some effect that I got everything that I ever wanted, but I still felt incomplete. Like, there is a very large spectrum of reasons as to why people should consider going to therapy. But the way therapy is presented, it is... It is made to seem as if like you should go to therapy if there is a problem. That is not true. And I hate that that's how therapy is depicted because it's nothing like that at all. If you go to therapy because you feel like there is a problem or it is suggested by your doctor, your teacher, a professor, whomever, it's suggested by somebody else that there's a uh, or even if, you know, your genogram, your family's uh, mental health history shows signs that you could um inherit you will be carrying some of those genetics that does show that you have a mental health condition and you need to get properly diagnosed for it yes therapists are there for that that's not all they're there for my grandmother she um she suffered with schizophrenia and she had alzheimer's which led into i I always get the two mixed up, like which one is the first stage and which one's the last one. But my grandmother had Alzheimer's, which led to dementia. And that's what kind of um, aided into her passing away. But even then, she suffered with bipolar disorder. Um, She was clinically diagnosed, clinically diagnosed schizophrenia. She was clinically diagnosed with schizophrenia. And in my family, their mental health depicts some of those things that she dealt with but especially in the black community we think that therapy is something like oh it's something wrong with you it's something bad going on with you or those aren't things that you need to go to or especially christians they like to believe that when it comes to therapy or if you have any problem go to god talk to god about it talk to the lord come to jesus pray blah 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 those and in me being both I identify as a Christian and I am a black woman I see the benefits in praying and in talking to my community but I also see major benefits in going to therapy and going to therapy I learned a lot about myself I've learned about a lot about my family in a way that It's somebody else's perspective that opens up a brand new lens because, okay, as people, when we have a vision set for ourselves and we're determined, tunnel vision. When we see ourselves a certain kind of way, tunnel vision. When we say like, when we sit there, we describe our personality to somebody else, we'll say that we are um, amazing, awesome, beautiful, understanding, responsible. Like we'll say all these adjectives and adverbs that describe who we are as people. However, that's who we think we are compared to what we really portray to the world. Just like when, when people talk about astrology or numerology, anything of that nature, you have your sun zodiac sign, which it, which means this, but your moon is actually this and your Venus is this and your rising is this. Like you have like all these other things that cater to your personality. But what you try to portray to the world is this image. And so a therapist would just sit down and talk to you about like exactly 
what you say your image is and what your image is coming off as. And it's not saying like that therapists will disagree with you or they'll say that you are um, wrong in how you feel. They will just help you understand more that yes, you are these things, but you're also these things. You may feel like, you know, you're a piece of shit down in the dumps. Your life fucking sucks. It may suck in the moment because of everything that's going on. But in reality, your life doesn't suck. In reality, your life is actually amazing because you're still alive. You're still here to tell the tale. You're still able to have breath in your lungs, in your voice to go off and speak your experiences and figure out what is it that you need to do next in order for you to move on in life. As well as if you Google what therapists do, it's it's not necessarily like something you could just easily Google. But um, one of the things that we're taught, and I think this is a beautiful way of saying what therapists do, is therapists co-author their client's life. So whatever the client is going through and they have their end goal, their end game, results, whatever, the therapist is there to be like, okay, this is what you want to do? Well, cool. So how are we going to get there? Your therapist is like, your ultimate cheerleader, your number one supporter, your biggest supporter, but in the most ethical way possible. And I think that is so amazing as a career that there is somebody who is your biggest support system as a job, yet it is also a natural way of doing it because it's going to sound crazy or weird but not everybody can be a therapist they're not any and everybody can say oh i can be understanding or i can listen to people talk it's way more than just being understanding and listening to people talk even as a therapist or like as a soon to be therapist there are going to be moments where i'm going to have to have very hard heartbreaking emotional conversations with my client or with my clients And in having those conversations with them, that doesn't mean I don't care for them any less. That doesn't mean I respect them any less. It just means that if I'm going to be your support system or if I'm going to be the person to sit there and say, look, I see these things in you. I see the potential in you. I see the energy for you to grow and blossom into this beautiful beautiful butterfly and whatever your definition is of it. But there are some things that you need to conquer and overcome before we can get there because it's fucking you up. You're, the, the therapist is basically there to say that and then how you interpret it can determine how the client interprets it can determine the therapist-to-client relationship. On a serious tip, therapists, again, everybody can't be a therapist because everybody's not understanding. They could cap and say that they're understanding, but you literally have to be extremely understanding. Meaning, if you are a narcissist, if you are somebody who is so full of yourself and you see nothing wrong with you, it's just the world that's around you that's really the problem. And you choose to go to therapy for whatever your reason is. Excuse me. You choose to go to therapy for whatever reason you choose to go to therapy. Even if you come to your therapist and say like, yeah, I'm a narcissist. Yeah, I'm these, then the third, I'm this, then the third, I'm this, then the third, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's not our job to judge you. Literally, if you go and if you want to sit there and be like, oh, it's not your job to judge. Are you sure? Because everyone's going to judge everybody. There are a lot of people that judge people for sure, for sure. There's been moments where I've seen things on social media and I've been like, "Mm." however, to my client 
and even I'm learning to not do this in life in general. Judging someone is basically saying that I'm better than you because I'm not in your situation and I'm better than nobody because who the fuck am I? And I can say all these positive things about myself and say that I'm all these wonderful, amazing attributes and this, that, and the third. But who the fuck am I really? I'm just another person with a voice and I just like talking about sex. But that doesn't make me better than anybody else just because you're going through this situation. And again, if you look up the um, Marriage and Family Therapist Code of Ethics, um, the first code you would see, it's like standard one. <laughs> section one 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 a non-discrimination it doesn't matter what race you are what culture socioeconomic background it doesn't matter anything about your gender none of that stuff matters when it comes to there because at the end of the day you are someone that needs an outlet whatever that outlet is and if we left if therapists didn't exist Everyone will basically be left up to using like their own thoughts to help them cope with a lot of things. And even speaking for myself, sometimes staying in my own mind can cause me to overthink. And then my overthinking can cause me to act out in a way because my overthinking made me feel a certain type of way. And then those actions have led to a lot of disappointment. I overthought a situation, I ended up losing a friend. I've overthought situations and me and my boyfriend have gotten into serious arguments over it. I've overthought a situation and became distant from certain people in my life who I felt were very important to me. But because of staying in my own head, it has hindered my growth. And it has caused me to reevaluate a lot of things about myself in order to get that back. So having a therapist or someone that I can have that emotional outlet with, someone I can just project my feelings to, really does benefit me at the end of the day because I'm not a... First, for one, I am an overthinker, point blank, period. However, with me being an overthinker and I go to therapy, I'm able to like at least save all of my thoughts that I am thinking and I can express it to my therapist. And because my therapist has like, you know, detailed documents about me, um, we have exchanged so many conversations. My therapist is able to sit down and just be like, well, hey, remember that time where this happened? Could this be a trigger of it? Or remember when blah, blah, blah happened? This could be a result of it. Like, there's so many things that could follow through. And we don't think of it at that time because our emotions are so heavy or our feelings are extremely hurt or it just something went to the back of our mind. And it's hard to like come back and be like, well, what the fuck was it that da 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 a therapist really is beneficial to anybody at any age because it can help you um, just go through this world life easier. And I'm not saying it's life is still going to be hard. The world is still fucked up. But it's great to have someone who literally is just like, hey, come to me and dump all of your problems and your trauma out on me and like, let me hold that for you. And on top of letting me hold it for you, let me also make it a safe space for you to feel and want and be free in those emotions. 
And a lot of us don't have that. A lot of us don't have, um, like for me, I'm going to say I don't have family that I can really dump my trauma onto because, again, as a black woman and as a Christian, if I dump any type of trauma that I have dealt with and or I am dealing with, it's instantly going to be like, go to God, pray about it, Jesus, read the Bible, don't worry about it. This too shall pass. Get over. Like hearing all the things that are true, but I don't want to hear that. That's not what I need. I need like an emotional outlet. I need a hug. I need, well, not a hug because therapists don't touch you, but I need, a, um, I just need a voice to say like, you know, I understand. Let's talk about it some more. And sometimes with friends, depending on like the traumatic experience, there are some friends we're going to be very honest. that don't want to hear that sad shit over and over and over and over again. And I don't mean to say sad shit, like as if it's something like, you know, bad or wrong for you to be sad because it's not. But how many of us have gone through some things in life where having one conversation about it is not enough to really help you understand what the fuck really transpired? A lot of us haven't had that moment or haven't really experienced that. So it's like, because we haven't had that experience or because we've had that experience to where we weren't, we weren't able to express our emotions, our feelings to anyone in that manner, investing in trying to find a therapist in your area who can give you that closure or that sense of Understanding, having someone to say like, you know, I hear you and I am here for you. That in itself is way more powerful than anything else. Journaling is cool. You know, you writing out your thoughts and you, and once you calm down or once you've escaped that, uh, I don't want to say it's a high well, yeah, whatever high you're feeling, because when your emotions are extremely high, you still get some type of euphoric feeling from it, whatever. But journaling is cool and it can help you like, you know, release a lot of your emotions. But then sometimes you want someone to talk back to you. If you are the kind of person that does like to pray or meditate, that's great. It can help. It helps clear your mind. It helps keep you at peace. But there are moments where we need someone to talk to us. We need someone who is not close to us, who's not kin, who's not family, someone who doesn't have an, a serious impact on our life to where their issues or their conversations has caused more trauma for you. And a therapist's job is just that. It's someone who is ran, like, like being a random person at the bar and you get drunk and you and that person end up having a conversation and it's like, oh my gosh, this is like my new best friend. It's literally that kind of vibe. It's that kind of connection. And if you are looking into like getting into therapy, not getting into therapy, but looking for a therapist, always look for a therapist that you feel like you can trust. And always look for therapists that have, I would say, the same values as you. Like if um, talking to somebody who really, all therapists, we're all trained to be respectful and understand all cultures and to under and to get to know any and everybody that we come across, whether you're a client or you're not a client. And I don't want to say like it's trained as in like we go to school and do that, but literally the classes that we take 
it honestly forces you to be put in a situation where you're uncomfortable and you have to learn to become comfortable because at any point in time, any of these people could be your client and you would never want your client to feel like they can't trust you, respect you, can't have a conversation with you or feel like they are less than you because the client is never less than you. They are your equal. We're all fucking, I mean, we're all probably around the same age, but even if we're not around the same age, it's still a thing of, you shouldn't feel less than me at all. But whenever you find a therapist, try to find one that does have the same moral value, moral values as you. If you are Muslim, Muslim, and that is something that means a lot to you, and you want to have a therapist of Muslim faith, make sure you find one. There, You can filter those options. If you are going through um, a situation that deals with like you're trying to overcome addiction, any addiction of some sort, find a therapist that actually specializes in addiction. Don't go to the nearest marriage family therapist that has a license and they have the most Google reviews. Like that doesn't matter when it comes to your trauma, even though, yes, you want to feel a release and you want to overcome a lot of things, or even you just want to have somebody that you want to talk to. You, it's still you at the end of the day. It's your mental health that's being put on the line. It's your um, time that's being put out there. And if you um, don't want to waste your time, you want to be around someone or people or in an environment that's not only understanding, but also understanding to your lifestyle, then find the therapist that best fits that. If race is extremely important to you, because to some people it honestly is, to some people they cannot stand other racial profiles. If that's something serious to you, then find you a therapist that is of the same color as you. That way it's easy for you to talk to them about some of the things that you're dealing with within race. However, I will say this, that a therapist's job is to not be racist. They cannot be. So if you go, to, if you embark or encounter a therapist that's racist, there's a difference between you and your therapist having a conversation about race and recognizing what privilege is and recognizing how the world treats a specific demographic. That is totally different from being racist. If you come across a therapist that is racist, you should report them to their local, state, and national elective officers. But, you know, people are going to be people. And that's no way to live. However... If there are certain things that are extremely important to you when it comes to therapy, when it comes to your mental health, when it comes to you having to speak to someone about some of the things that you're dealing with or you have dealt with in life and you're trying to figure out what is your next step, find those things that are important to you and stick to those values and those cores because that also it's something that the therapist will use to also help you keep you on path. And, you know, it's a lot. Therapy has a lot of benefits to it. It's not just someone, you know, you dumping all your trauma out on them and they come back and be like, oh, well, you should do this. You should do that. You should do like if your therapist is whole giving you advice on what to do and then they come back and they're like, oh, did it work? So how did it work? So how did it work? It's not a good therapist. 
Your therapist is to listen, to understand and suggest things that you are comfortable with doing that will help you get to the next stage of your life. And the next stage, I'm not saying death, but the next stage of your elevation, your growth, your potential. So, yeah. But ain't nothing wrong with therapy salon. Just go to therapy, you know, talk to you somebody, express your emotions, and just, you know, learn to open your eyes up to a lot of new things. Because the way this world is set up, this world is very shitty. And in this shitty world, there's a lot of shitty people, but there's a lot of amazing people. And a lot of us are shitty people because of how shitty this world is. And then you have therapists like myself and other therapists out there who want to help you not fall into some shit. Or even if you are, even if you are a shitty person, would you rather have somebody else wipe your ass? I don't know. I don't even know what analogy I was going to say. But even if you are a shitty person, it's better for you to be a shitty person and have someone who understands your shit than for you to be a shitty person and the world just blames you for being a problem. Because this world is a shitty world. So, you know, you have someone out there whose job is to literally understand you, but they're putting their per- they're still putting their personal life at risk just to be so understanding. And that in itself is a whole lot more... It's a lot of... I don't want to say benefits, because I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but it's a lot of benefits to having someone who says, like, yeah, you could be all these things, but you're also these things as well. And these things is what makes you great, even if you feel like these same things make you shitty. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, and I'll see you on the next one. But And also, just want to put it out there. Okay, but no, on a serious tip. So July 15th through 17th, I will be doing a, well, July 15th through the 17th, I'll be at Exotica in Miami, Florida. And if you're in the Miami area or if you're in Miami around that time, then come to Exotica and meet me. Say, hey, let's take a picture. You know, let's have some fun, whatever the case may be. If you are a person that's trying to, whether you're trying to or you're already doing it, dive into your sexual avenue, your sexual realm. Who are you as a sexual person? What does it mean for you to be sexually liberated? Or if you just want to be around people who literally embody the idea of sex and still make it um fun and enjoyable while it's educational exotica is definitely the event for you i had an amazing time in chicago and i did so much and like in one day i met so many people i met my idols i met people that i never thought i would see in person like pinky and um, I met Tayomi. Like, it was so many things that came from the Chicago event. And now that I'm going to Miami, and everyone knows Miami to be, like, this place of freedom and sensuality, sexuality, um, ex- freedom of expression, art, you know? So if you are in, again, Miami area, then definitely come to Exotica. And also, your girl is doing a seminar on the art of fellatio because y'all know my favorite thing in the world to do is sucking dick my favorite thing in the bedroom is sucking dick it's so fun it's so powerful it's empowering for me as a woman just to have somebody else be weak in the knees by my tongue by my mouth by my 
bodily gestures, but it's also very empowering to just be able to do these things. And I'm really good at it to the point where now I'm going to be talking on a stage about it. And so I have two showtimes. If you go to ExoticaExpo.com, it's spelled E-X-X-X. It's three X's. O-T-I-C-A-E-X-P-O.com. You could just Google, like type in my name in the search bar, Fairy Sex Mother or Fellatio, and then my showtimes will pop up. My first performance or my first seminar is going to be on July 15th at 9.15 p.m. to 9.45 p.m. And then my second showing is on July 16th at 7.10 p.m. to 7.55 p.m. So if you missed the first sucking dick class on the Friday, you can see the second one on Saturday. Or you can come to both of them because at bo- anytime I talk about sucking dick, I always end up bringing out information that I forgot to talk about. Or I have on a new outfit. And baby, I like to do stuff with like actual demonstrations. So, (laughs) your girl is a hoe, and she's a freak, and she appreciates it, and she lives it, and she embodies it. So, if you want to see me live and embody something that makes me feel really good, and also, you know, you can learn a few things yourself, and then you're you're in the Miami area, then come to Exotica, babe! Come to Exotica! But, okay, that's it. On a serious tip, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if I see you in Miami, I can't wait to see you there. Bye!